All right. Good morning. Oh, oh, come on. You guys are on fire this morning. Amen. All right. I hope so because I am. And by the time you leave, you'll be so on fire. You'll be burning out everything out there. Come on. Who loves a good story? Anybody loves a good story? I love great stories. I love telling stories. I love reading the amazing stories in the Bible. And when Pastor Jose told me a couple of months ago that we were going to be doing amazing stories, I was excited. And I was like, I know the story I want to do. And, I, and I'm going to share that with you today. It's been on my heart, and I think it's a timely word. And most of you know it. It's the story of Esther. Anybody knows that one? All right? It's a great one. So I'm going to retell it today in my own version, of course, right? And adding to it. But I know that God has a word. And, and in all these stories, we did Gideon. Anybody remember that one? Gideon, mighty man of valor, right? And then you did the, we did the Shunammite woman last week. And no matter what was going on, what did she say? Anybody remembers? It is well. Okay, good. See, some of you remember. All right, good. I like interactive preaching. All right. So today I'm going to talk about Esther, but I want to ask you a question because I know you all Bible scholars here. You all know. What is favor? What is favor to you? Favor. Like I know somebody somebody may say, can I get a favor? Can I get $100? I mean, just kidding. No, so (laughs) favor. What's favor? What's favor? Anybody? Anything? Walking God's blessings, something simple. What's favor? <laughs> right, it's hard to put in words. What's favor? Okay, if you see me something you 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 don't you haven't earned and you don't deserve, right? So the the dictionary says an act of kindness beyond what is due or usual. Now God's word says, and He points us to what favor is. So open up your Bibles and let's go to Psalm um, five. We're gonna go to verse twelve. Okay favor favor that's going to be the word of today favor amen all right so F- psalms 5:12 says this for you o lord will bless the righteous how many righteous are here today oh no 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 i'm in the wrong place i'd ask that question again oh, wait, h- how many of you believe in god raise your hand who believes in god Okay, that's much better. So if you're a believer, then you have been made righteous. So how many righteous are here today? Wow, thank you so much. So that just means you're in right standing with God, okay? So for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. That means you. Say me. Me, that's me, right? With what? Favor. Okay, you will surround him as with a shield. So that right there is a promise of God. So in case you never knew what the promises of God were, that, that's a promise right there. He said, I will bless the righteous, and that's you and I, with favor and will surround him as a shield. So there are promises that God has made that still stand today. Because how many of you know he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, correct? He is still the same. He doesn't tell, some, tell you something in the world and say, oh, not for you today. Now that's not for you. Psych. You know, no, he doesn't do that. It stands. And we had learned about Abraham. So let's go to Genesis 12. I'm just going to take you back on a journey. Right? I love journeys. I love just discovering. You know, and, and we're, as we're reading these amazing stories, I want you to know this. You are part of the amazing story. Oh, well, I got one amen. Thank you, sister. Amen. You are part of the amazing story. In this room, how many people are here? There's this many amazing stories happening. I'm pretty sure if I go around to each one, each, each one of you has a story to tell. Yes? Right? So you're part of that. And I love that God, you know, he puts this in his word and he makes promises to us. 
And we have to remember these promises and we have to rehearse them and, and go back and rehearse the victories and the things that God says. So Genesis 12, 2 and 3 says this. And he said this to Abram. He said, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. Now let's stop right there. When he said, I will bless you, that's to you as well, to you and I, okay? He said, and I will make your name great. And you, that means you right there, and I, shall be a blessing. Now, some of you say, well, how, look, the word says that you are a blessing. But you shall be a blessing because he was a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And I'm not talking about when you sneeze at you. God bless you. I bless you, okay? And I will curse him who curses you. We're going to dig into that in a few minutes. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So he was talking to Abram who later became Abraham, and so he was the father of many nations. I mean, how many of you have been in children's church or, and used to sing the song, Father Abraham had many sons, many sons had Father Abraham, I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Right arm, remember that? You see, ah, I got some of you. You remember that, right? I used to love that because then we used to all go crazy. Right arm, left arm, right foot. No? Okay, I did. <laughs> so we are children of Abraham, right? We're descendants. So that means the blessings of Abraham are ours. Say mine. They're yours, okay? So God made promises to him, and if we keep reading, he changed his name, like I said earlier. And those, that promise, that's a covenant. It's an inheritance. Everybody say inheritance. That inheritance is yours in Christ. Amen? All right, good. And that's why we, we have really been pointing everybody to really getting to know the new you and talking about connect groups and and I'm gonna you know I know pastor spoke about it earlier but I'm gonna talk about it a little more because we're doing the new you and connect groups and this last week was the first week and let me tell you how many aha moments people had in just discovering who they are who they really are because the world see everybody's gonna point you to the, who they think you are right or who they seen that you've been Right? Or they point you to, you know, especially, it's, it's, wait, have you ever been in a family reunion? Remember that day when? And you're like, ay Dios mío, please don't bring that up anymore, right? And they'll bring, they're good to bring it up and they're good to point out what you've done. And here's God saying, I want to show you the new you. I want to show you who you are. Because, see, we don't understand that we literally, now I love you, see, people don't understand this, but you've been taken from one kingdom of darkness and you've been taken out and put into the kingdom of light. But the problem is that many of you are still operating out of that old kingdom. Why? Because you don't have your mind renewed to the word of God. You're still operating in lack when he says you have abundance. You're still operating in death when he says you are life. There's life in you. So we're going to learn today about that even in the story of Esther. So again, I'm going to show you what favor is. So go to Ephesians chapter 2. Favor. Woo. I don't know about you, I'm excited. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your favor. And we're going to go from verse 1, and we're actually going to just go through verse 6. Uh, actually, verse 5. I want to show you something that the Word says. And I'm going to read it in the Amplified just so that you can really get the understanding and the meaning of it. And it says, and you, say that was me, that's me, right? He made alive when you were spiritually dead. And separated from him because of your transgressions and sins in which you once walked. You were once there, okay? You were following the ways of this world influenced by this present age in accordance with the prince of the power of the air, Satan. 
The spirit who is now at work in the disobedient, the unbelieving, who fight against the purposes of God. Among these unbelievers, we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. Our behavior governed by the sinful self, indulging the desires of human nature without the Holy Spirit and the impulses of the sinful mind. We were by nature children under the sentence of God's wrath, just like the rest of mankind, but God. Woo, but God. Come on, don't you love when he just butts in? I mean, I'm so happy that he did that for me. I don't know about you, but being so very rich in mercy, because of his great and wonderful love, which he loved us. Come on, we just finished singing about his love. We just finished thinking about his grace, his mercy, what he did. His great love, his undeserved what? Favor, okay, and mercy. And I think I skipped something. It says um, he made us spiritually alive together with Christ for by his grace, his undeserved favor and mercy, you have been saved from God's judgment. Everybody say favor. Okay, it's God's favor towards you and I. What can we glean from this? Man, at one time, we were disobedient. We were being used for the works of the enemy. And we don't realize that, and neither do the people that are out there that are not saved. They don't realize that they're being used in, in, um, for the works of the enemy. They come against you. See, your fight, let me tell you this. I mean, we're going to talk about this more in a little bit. But your fight is not against flesh and blood. Your fight is against principalities and powers and rulers of this dark age that use people and he uses them for his work just the same way God uses us for good works because look at what God says in Ephesians 2.10 about us, right? Let's go right there real quick. You should be there already. For we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art. Now, I need to stop right there, and I stopped there at first service because let me tell you something. We are a work of art. I know that everybody's always trying to change us, how, to, how we look, how we, and sometimes we do need art to help us, ladies, right? We need a little makeup. It's, it's okay. That's good. But we are a work of art in the hands of the potter. My God, he's created us anew, okay? And it says, um, a created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, Spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for what? Good works, okay? Which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set, so that we would walk in them, living the good life. Everybody say, the good life. Which he prearranged and made ready for us. What is this telling us? You should get excited right now, because what I'm telling you is that God has positioned you. Now, some of you looking at me strange, you're looking at me like God has positioned you. You may not see it, you may not know it, but you are his workmanship. He's made you alive unto him for good works. He's setting a path for you. He's positioned you. You have been separated. Come on. You, in Christ, you were reborn you, to be used for good works. My God, you are positioned to be a blessing to the people around you. Because we just read that you are a blessing. Didn't we just read that? Come on. In Christ, you don't ever lose. Now, some of you say, wait, Pastor Annette, you don't know what I've been through. See, see, that's because you've been through that before when you didn't know. But now that you know, you're going to understand that you learn. And you win, but you never lose. Oh, somebody's got to get that. Say, I've been made for such a time as this. 
Come on, you got to get that true. So here's the story of Esther. Love the story of Esther. And I'm going to kind of condense it just because of time. But the book of Esther tells the story of a woman who was a Jew. And her Hebrew name was Hadassah. And I tried to pronounce that because I was listening to it on the computer. And I was like, yeah, how do you pronounce it correctly? Her Persian name was Esther. She was beautiful both inside and out. And Mordecai, an older cousin, takes her under his wing in, his, her, in her early years. And he becomes her mentor. So there's a king in the story. And go read it for yourself because I'm really kind of really condensing it. But go read it. It's a great story. Um, and this king, Xerxes, he was very rich. He was so rich, he had a party for 180 days. I don't know about you, I can hardly party for one, let alone 180 days. That's a nonstop party, you know, this is, okay? And not on top of that, that party wasn't even for the important people. Because seven days after that, he had another party seven days more for the important people. Wow, now that's a party, okay? <laughs> so he was very rich, he was showing off all his, um, what he had. And then the queen, Vashti, she held a banquet separate for the women for seven days. And on the seventh day, when the king was high in spirits, meaning he was joyful of wine. Get what I'm saying? Okay. All right. <laughs> That's what the Bible says. He asked the queen to come to him and wear her royal crown to display her beauty. So he tells her, come on, show your beauty. And the queen said, no. No bueno. Because then his little people around him say, wait a minute. She says, no. That means all the other women are going to start saying no to their husbands, and we can't have that, so she got to go out. So he said, yep, I, I agree. We have to set a president here. So she's out, and he booted out. You're fired. She's done. So she's out. Okay, so now, now he has no queen. So he, they come up with a good plan. They say, get all the beautiful virgins from the land, bring them into the palace, into the women's quarters, and give them spa treatments for 12 months. Now, ladies... See, I know all my ladies know. I don't know about you, but a spa treatment for 12 months, I'm in. Anybody in? I'm in. <laughs> Pastor Jose, 12 months. I'm just kidding. All right, so <laughs> they, they go in there, and, all, and then whatever young lady pleased the king the most will replace Vashti. So they go in there. They're getting their treatments with myrrh. If you read the Bible, they're getting all these good treatments on them. And how many of you know there's a right place and a right time that you need to be? See, God always places us the right place at the right time. So Esther was one of those young women that was gathered up into the palace. Now, remember what I told you? She was Jewish, right? But she kept quiet about that. Her cousin said, don't tell nobody. Shh, keep it quiet. Just go do what you got to do and, and don't say anything. So she kept it quiet. And I, and I, I was reading that. I was like, man, Lord, what can we learn from that? Because, you know, everything's in the Bible for a reason. And sometimes we need to learn how to shh. And trust God. Just do what God tells us. Just obey, walk, don't question it, don't say, don't speak to this one, don't tell that one. And you say, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm the queen now. Oh, I'm in the, I'm in the palace and, you know, I'm Jewish. I'm really not supposed to be here. Off with your head. Like, you don't do that. Just shh, quiet. So you, we have to learn that sometimes. And I learned that for myself. Just sometimes you just got to let it go and let God. Amen? So how many of you know God had a plan? He always has a plan. Isn't he good? You know, why don't we try to figure this out on our own? Can you, can you talk to me? Why don't we try to sit there, break it, like, you know, analyze it? You know, I used to be a, a program analyst. So any oh, wait, where's Simara? She's my other pro. See, her and I know we like try to analyze things. And, you know, you try to, no. How about just letting go and let God, right? So 
God had a plan, and Esther obtains favor with the keeper of the woman at the palace. So now, not only is she getting spa treatments, but now she's getting them readily available to her. And on top of that, she's given seven choice maidens to be her servants. And then, on top of that, they move her to the best place in the house. Everybody say favor. Now that's favor, right? Matthew 7, go there real quick or write it down. Matthew 7 says this. If you then, being evil, know how to give good things, good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who's in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Come on. He is our source. He's our provider. He gives us good things. So everybody say good things. The good life. That comes from, oh, I guess not, not everybody wants it. Jesus, I'll take it for them. Okay, amen. All right. And as hard as it may be to believe for some of you that God wants only the best for you, but we sometimes limit him in his ability to do it, okay? So Esther obtains favor with all around her and the king. So let's go to Esther um, chapter 2. We're going to go a little bit deeper here. Oh, I hope you guys get something out of this this morning. Because this is some good stuff. Bible stories are good. They teach us. They point us to truth. So Esther 2, verse 17 says this. The king loved Esther more than all the other women. And she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins. So he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. So she became queen. But how many of you know that you're doing good? Everything's rolling, going great. And here comes the situation. Anybody ever been in a situation, a circumstance, something, right, that comes your way? You know, we're all faced with them. And, and you know, most of the time we don't want to be in them. We don't, hopefully we don't start them. And we don't want to be, but we have to trust God to see us through. And I love what John 16, was saying, because we were just singing this. See, this is why we always say songs are not just songs. We got to sing the word. And we were just singing that. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer I have overcome the world. Oh, some of you got that. I have overcome. Be of good cheer. See, in the midst of the situation, in the midst of the trial, in the midst of the circumstance, you can be of good cheer. Now, I know that some of you rather be at the pity party for one. Just me. You know, you have the little thing to blow. Just me. Little, um, what is it, confetti for yourself. And God says, no, have a pray. how about having a praise party in the midst? Now, I know that sounds very difficult to do. How can I be happy? How can I be of good cheer when it looks like everything is falling apart around me? Because if you know your God and you know who you are and you know that he has overcome the world, then you understand and you know that this may be the facts right now and this may be going on right now, but my God will see me through. And he's done it before and he will do it again because he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And I could stand and trust in him. See, I remember a couple of years ago a situation that my family went through. It was a very big situation. It had to do with my youngest brother. And this, this had to be maybe about 15 years ago. I don't even remember how long. And I got a call from my mom and my, my, my brother in Florida. And someone had said some things about him and did some things or whatever. And next thing you know, we need to get a lawyer. That's how, that's how evil this thing was. And we go and, and I, I said, okay, mom, I, I, let me pray. That's all I told her. I didn't call anybody. All the only ones that knew was us in the immediate family. So I did what I only, what I saw my mama do. See, mamas, 
kids are watching you. They're watching you. And I, all I ever saw my mom is when something came, my mom said, it's okay. And she would go and she would pray. So I said, okay, mom. She called me up that morning. I said, so I had the keys. I was, we were leaders at a church in the city. I went to the church. I pulled the gate open by myself. I went in. I locked the door, pulled the gate down, and I laid before my God. And I said, Lord, I don't understand this. I know where it's coming from. But, Lord, I trust you to see my brother through. And I did not leave that on, on that place until I heard from God. See, sometimes we want 2.5 seconds. Ding, 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 ding answer no see I waited on my Lord and I stood there and I prayed and I paced and I laid down and I cried and I went to him and I poured out my heart to him and he gave me the answer he says this is what you're gonna do and I said okay Lord I packed up I said I told Pastor Jose I gotta go stay with the kids I'm flying to Florida and I did and I flew out there and we had to get a lawyer and when I went out there we, we found one and he sounded all good you know a lot of the, a lot of places a lot of people sound good for a moment when I went into the office with my brother, and he started saying, no, that's terrible. That's going to be this. Why don't you just do this and this and this? And everything was gloom and doom. And I said, thank you, but no thank you. I don't receive that. He doesn't receive that. We were walking out. I said, we don't need your services. Thank you. And walked out. Now, some of you may go, oh, but it's not being disobedient. It's not being rude. It's I'm telling the enemy, shut your mouth. I don't receive that. I don't receive that. So I told my brother, I, I, in the parking lot, I looked at him and said, you better not receive that word. You better not receive that. That falls right to the ground right now. And we walked out. We held hands. We prayed right there in the parking lot. We went home that night. I said, Lord, you told me to come here. You told me what to do. I'm doing what you told me to do. That night, we were in, the, in my mom's room in, in Florida. She has a sunroom. And it was dark. It was already nighttime. It was myself, my brother, my dad, and my mom in that sunroom. And we, we did all what we knew how to do was pray. Let's pray. Prayed and asked God, our help comes from the Lord. Our help comes from, so we stood in that room and we prayed. And let me tell you something. In that room, while we were there, all there was is just one light. There was no other light in that sunroom in her dining area, her kitchen. We're standing there praying and all of a sudden a light came in that room. And a rainbow appeared on the floor. Now some of you looking at me crazy. What? See, that, see, he still gives signs. He still is a miracle worker. So I, we stood there. I looked at that miracle, and I said, Eric, look at, the mir look at the sign. That's a promise. See, the rainbow belongs to God. We won't get into that right now, but the promise is his that, to us. So I looked at that, and I said, it's going to be okay. And we wept. We wept on the floor, and we said, thank you, Lord, you gave us. That next day, I opened up the phone book. <laughs> I said, today's the day I'm going to find a lawyer. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to find a Christian lawyer. It's going to be a man, a woman of God who's going to point us to truth. And sure enough, I started flipping, calling. I said, this is what we have. Oh, no, thank you. Next, next, next. Till I found one. He's still a family friend to this day. And he, I called him. And on the phone, I said, listen, I've called how many people? I've said this. This is the money we have. This is what they're saying. This is what I'm believing. What do you say? He was like, you can come to my office on Thursday. I said, okay, we'll be there. He said, and then he said, are you a believer? I said, yes, I am. Come to find out he used to be, at, um, I used to be at uh, Love Gospel Assembly back in the day. And he came from Love Gospel Assembly back in the day. He knew all the places that I have gone. And he said, all right, you come to the office. So now this man, he admitted to us after, he was like, wow, you were scary. Because I was a woman on a mission. 
I went in that office and I told my brother and my mom, I said, we prayed up, we're going. And if the minute that he opens his mouth and says anything opposite of what God has told us, we're out. They're like, okay. I was like, we're going. I went in, I sat down. My brother didn't even get to speak. I was like, he was like, wow. <laughs> you know what he called me? He said, that was a crazy Puerto Rican woman. He said just like that. But you know what, fi- what we found out? He was a man of God. He believed and he understood what I was saying out of my mouth. I wasn't afraid to go into anybody or any place and let them know this is what I believe. Are you in agreement with me? Because if you're not in agreement, I have no problem with you. But I can't partner with you because we're not on the same. See, I've been translated out of this kingdom into this kingdom. And I serve a God who's all for me, not against me. Come to find out, just to let you know, my, everything worked out for my brother. Nothing happened. Everything was dropped. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So here's Esther's situation. Her people, she's now queen. Her people are scattered around in the land. Now there's this guy called Haman. How many of you know there's always haters? Ah, oh, Jesus. And it's, and it's easy to know the haters is Satan, who the king promotes to the top seat. Haman was extremely prideful and arrogant, okay? And Mordecai, he won't bow down to him. He made a decree that everybody had to bow down to him. And Mordecai said, I'm not bowing down. See, sometimes, sometimes we're afraid to do like we're going to offend. Listen, if you, you are not from my kingdom, I am not doing what you tell me to do. Just like that. One time, I'll tell you another story. My son, we went into, um, my son Josh, if everybody knows him, he's very, he, like right now, he's up there, I'm watching him. He's like pacing back and forth, listening to me. That's how my Josh is. He's playing drums. Like that's what he needs to play drums because he like lets go energy. That So we went to school and his teacher was like, well, teacher parent and parent teacher conference. And she's like, well, you know, he's a very intelligent young man and da da da. But you know, I think he has ADHD because he keeps moving. I looked at her, my son could testify to this. I looked at her, I said, can I ask you a question? I said, do you have an MD at the end of your name? She said, no. I said, do not diagnose my son. I do not receive that. I rebuke that right now in the name of Jesus. Joshua, am I right? My son sat there. He said, Mom, you said, I, I was like, that's right. I'm, nobody's going to speak like death over you. I will not bow down to the Satan. I will not. And I'm not going to let them speak that. I speak life over you. And I said, just maybe, lady, maybe you, maybe you could think that maybe your teaching style doesn't help him because he's the type of kid that wants to be hands-on. That lady looked at me, backed up. She said, oh, he's doing wonderful. Thank you. And goodbye. She, didn't wa- she wanted me so fast out of her classroom because you know what? It's not that I'm being cocky. It's not that I'm being, it's that I'm confident in who I am. I want my children to be confident in who they are. I am not of this world anymore. I don't operate. Now, sometimes we forget and sometimes we do things out of this world, out of our flesh, right? But I have been translated. I've been ripped out of the death into life. I stand and walk in life. So listen, maybe you're going through a situation. Instead of speaking the deafness, speak life over that. Turn it around. Speak life to that. Oh, you're looking at me strange. Okay, here we go. So Mordecai tells, so Haman plots to kill Mordecai, but not only kill him, kill all the Jews. Don't you know that the enemy doesn't only want to destroy you, he wants to destroy everything around you. Not only you, but your children and your children's children and your legacy. That's what he wants to destroy. So Mordecai, he called upon Esther to be the deliverer of her people. 
Now remember, Esther is in the position, she's already positioned in the palace. See, when the, before the situation comes, you are already positioned. Your position is, I win. I win. I remember, and we're going to read Esther 4, but I remember this song. I don't know if anybody remembers it back then. Let's, let's play it really quick. See if you remember this song. No matter what the weapon is, I want you to know that I win. No matter what the weapon is, I want you to know that I win. No matter what the weapon is, I want you to know that I win. No matter what the weapon is. <laughs> All right, you can stop it. Some of you don't know it. It's okay. I'm old Pentecostal. I used to play. Anybody remember that song? This is slavery. Okay. Man, if I went through a situation, I'd be like, oh, no, it's on, like Donkey Kong. I would put that in my room. I would jump around. I'd be like, no matter what the weapon, I would sing, I would dance. I knew no matter what the weapon, no matter what the enemy brought, no matter the lies, no matter the sickness, no matter the disease, no matter the lack, no matter, no matter what, I win. I am positioned to win. Some of you will get that in a minute, okay? Ephesians 4, 14. This is Mordecai. Now, Mordecai went and he ripped his clothes off. He put sackcloth and ashes. He was screaming out. And, and he tells Esther this in 4, um, 4, 14. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. For such a time. Listen, you are at the right place at the right time, in the right family, with the right job. In the right, You just have to see it differently. You can't keep looking at it like this is the wrong thing. This is the wrong husband. I'm wearing the wrong man. This is the wrong wife. This is the wrong. You have to start changing your eyes to see I am in the right place. I am in the right time. If God is for me, who can be against me? See, this is a, this is a time where, come on, let's, let's go to Psalm 62 real quick. Psalm 62. And this is what you have to, this is write this down. Some of you take notes. If you need a Bible, we'll give you a Bible. Highlight this. But this is when, 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 when those things come our way. We need to have a word. Don't you know that for every situation, there's a word in the Bible for the situation. No matter what it is, there's a word for it. And you have to tell your soul. Now, we're here, my soul, your mind, your will, and emotions is the one that tries to act nutty. That's the one that has to try to catch up. So you need to speak to yourself. Anybody ever speak to themselves? I speak to myself. I say, self, calm down, stop it right now. You better listen to the word of God. Because my mind will try to go somewhere. My, 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 my will and my emotions will try to go somewhere. And this is what the word says. It says, my soul, wait silently for God alone. For my expectation is from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory, the God of my strength. And my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Listen, that word refuge, he's your sanctuary. Okay? He is your shelter. He is your protection. He is your covering. And when you don't know what to do, don't fret. You just stand and you proclaim, God, I don't know what to do, but I trust you. 
Give me the details that I need because no matter what that weapon is that the enemy is trying to do, I win. I win. Listen, I'm here to tell somebody today that the I am will see you through. The I am. He is your peace. He says, I am your peace. I am your strength. I am your comforter. I am your exceedingly great reward. I am that I am. I am. Call on the I am. Somebody needs to hear this this morning. Don't quit. Your miracle is on the way. Somebody here today, you're waiting for something. You've been asking God for something. See, what the enemy meant for bad, for bad, God will turn it around. Haman thought too highly of himself, and he set himself up for a fall. Haman's plot to kill Mordecai came upon his own head. He was hung upon the very gallows that he prepared for Mordecai. Mordecai was promoted to the high position, and the Jewish people were saved. What is this saying for us today? <laughs> we don't have to scheme. We don't have to plot. We don't have to get revenge. We don't have to say and start. We just have to trust in the promises of God. And sometimes it's so easy to look at a person and try to scheme and plot and try to get even. But you see, that's from the old kingdom. You're not part of that kingdom anymore. You're in the new kingdom. I tell this to my teens all the time. I say, you are not just any kid. You are a child of God. And the last time I checked, he still sits on the throne. He's taking you out of that. I want you to get a revelation of that today, even as we take communion. Because oftentimes this just becomes something we do. And this is not something we do. This is what we remember and the stories in the Bible are there to remind us of God's goodness. Remind us that he is for you and not against you. To remind you that he took you out of death into life. And that when things come your way, that he has a plan, he has a purpose, he will see you through. Will you trust him? It doesn't matter what people do. See, I don't, I don't get worried and, and all tied up with what people do. Don't let nobody rent space in your head. The only one that should have space right here is the word of God. God, you've seen what they've done. How about this? Lord, I pray for them. Lord, I pray that they get a revelation of your truth. Lord, I pray that they, get, they stop being used by the enemy for his works. How about that? No, but pastor, you don't know what they did. It doesn't matter what they did. See, if they're, if they're from the world and they don't know Christ, then of course they're going to do that. Pray for our enemies. Pray for those who come against you. Let God deal with them. Trust in him. John 6.51 says this, as we look to the communion today, because, you know, I wrote something down I want to read to you guys. I said, don't leave here today refusing to see what is right in front of you. As we take communion today, see the provision of grace and favor that has been given to you through Christ. Be partakers of this new covenant, the inheritance 
And as we, as we, you know, I was, I was thinking about that, I really felt it impressed in my heart to really say, don't leave here today just the same. But really be a partaker of this. If you've, do, if you've been the one to do wrong, forgive. If you've been the one, forgive yourself. Lord, I did not do the right thing in that situation. Lord, I've messed it up. And then let him just turn it around and receive forgiveness and keep moving forward. Stop rehearsing that thing. Stop going back to it. Partake of the new covenant. John 6, 51 says, I am the living bread which come down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the world. Do you not see he so loved the world, he gave his son. He loves. And his love is unconditional. And today, as you take the bread in your hand, I want you to remember God's goodness towards you. God's favor, God's grace. He is the living bread. This is just a symbolism of us remembering his brokenness for us. Remembering his good, the good life. Remembering the abundant life that he came to give us. Remembering his grace, his favor. As we take in the, um, the bread today, Lord, we give thanks. And just as you did in, in Luke twenty two nineteen, 19, it says, he broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Father, we do this this morning, remembering your goodness, remembering your love, remembering your favor. Eat of the living bread this morning. And in the same way, the Bible says he took the cup after they had eaten, saying, this cup which is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. <laughs> we are partakers of his divine nature. <laughs> we are partakers of this new covenant. His blood washes us clean. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You made a way out of no way. You've forgiven us. That you've washed us in your blood. And today we remember. We remember you, Father. And we remember all your benefits. We love and worship you and, on, and honor you this day. Drink and remember him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to leave you with this scripture. As you leave here remembering. Maybe some of you in this room are going through something. Maybe there's um, sickness or there's a situation that you're going through with your family. Maybe there's a mother going through something with her child or a, a, a wife going through something with her husband. 
I'm here to tell you today that God will make a way. There's something that God told me when I was writing this sermon a couple of weeks ago. He said, have I not, have I not seen you through before? Have I not? And then he said, tell them, will I not do it again? Will I not save your child? Will I not? For I am the great I am. And I have a plan, says the Lord. Remember me. Remember what I've done. For I will do it again. Because these are just not stories of old, but they're stories for you. Stories for me. That we can hold on and know that our God will do it again. Because of his great love. And if you, as you go through this and as you're going through this situation, know that you're going to come out of it. And Psalm 91, 1 through 10 says this. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will remain secure and rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Somebody in this room, you need to rest. You need to stop thinking about it. You need to stop trying to do it. You need to rest in God's promises. Whose power no enemy can withstand. And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in whom I trust with great confidence and whom I rely. For he will save you from the trap of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you and completely protect you with his pinions. And under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a wall. You will not be afraid of the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor, the nor of the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor of the destruction, sudden death that lays waste at noon. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but danger will not come near you. You will only be a spectator as you look on with your eyes and, the wit and witness the divine repayment of the wicked. As you watch safely from the shelter of the Most High. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High your dwelling place. No evil will befall you, nor, nor any plague will come near your tent. Come on, with every eye closed right, right now. Nothing, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon that has been formed against you. It shall not prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you, you shall condemn. No disease, no sickness, no, no, no ornery children, nothing, no, no lack, nothing, nothing. Satan, we command you to leave and we command you to stop with the nonsense. You will not have our children. You will not have our, our loved ones. You will not have our husbands. You will not have our wives. We proclaim them the saved of the Lord. They are children of God. And we trust in you, Lord. We speak health over our bodies right now in the name of Jesus. We command that situation to turn around right now in Jesus' name. We speak to the mountain and command it to be moved in Jesus' name. 
Lord, we receive the forgiveness that you have given us, Lord. We no longer will walk in unforgiveness for ourselves or for someone else, Lord. We do not agree with the plots and schemes of the enemy, but we come in agreement with you, Father. And if you are for us, who can be against us, Lord? Thank you for your favor, Lord. Thank you for your great grace, Lord, towards us. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy, Father. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. Thank you that our minds are renewed this day. And that we leave today soaring with you. Knowing that we are children of the most high God. <laughs>